An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made. It's a different kind of fame that's not always as glamorous as it looks. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznak. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. All right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Morally Corrupt Show, a show here on the Ringer Reality Feed. I'm Rachel Lindsay. Joining me right now is Callie Curry. I would like to give a disclaimer at the top of the show because I like to keep it very real and honest with our folks here on The Morally Corrupt Show. I'm tired. Okay, Callie? I went to sleep. Well, Rachel had a night. No, 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 no. I was home by midnight. The problem is, is that I had not watched the episodes this week. So it was one of those sleeps where I started watching and then I fell asleep. But then you wake up because you're like, oh, I still have to watch. And so it was, I probably got an hour and a half of sleep because it was restless. But it's the things I just more want to say, I'm committed to the podcast. The point is, I'm tired because I made sure that I watched each episode that we are recapping today up on the news of the week so I could be here to talk about it. Also, kind of the best job ever that I'm complaining about (laughs) my work of having to watch The Real Housewives to podcast and talk about it. It's it's kind of the best thing ever. But anyways, I just want to say that. So if I say a name wrong, if I if I say the wrong city, just bear with me. <sighs> but no, I had a good time watching these episodes. I personally enjoyed both this week. We're going to be talking Salt Lake City and Potomac. But first, as we always like to do, Callie, let's get into that news of the week. Let's oh, we got a couple stories. It. Yeah, a couple, a couple small of stories. stories, nothing groundbreaking. First, we'll start in Salt Lake City. So our favorite adjacent housewife, uh, Angie Harrington. There is sarcasm. Please don't come at me when I say that. Can't stand her. And I'm sure Callie feels the same way. <laughs> Angie Harrington, who so desperately wants to hold a snowflake. I'm pretty sure that's what they're oh holding. Oh my gosh. 
nothing, nothing. I don't think like, you know how you see like athletes train their whole lives for the Olympics. I think Angie wants to be on the housewives as bad as those athletes want to win a gold medal. <laughs> like she is going above and beyond. But we're we're doing all this Angie Harrington talk. We haven't even told people other than our our pure disgust for the Harringtons. <laughs> we have yet to tell people what actually happened this time. This time. So Angie Harrington was on Instagram this week on Salt Lake City. The women are in San Diego. And as they keep telling us, it's day one, which I love. All of this is happening day one. And Angie Harrington is not on this trip. So she said on Instagram that she wasn't invited on the cash trip due to her involvement with that Instagram account, Shaw Exposed, that Callie was talking about her husband created. So she added that Whitney saying, I asked, this is uh, Angie Harrington talking. She says, Whitney saying, I asked everyone to invite me on the trip is a lie. What we love on these shows are when they give us the receipts. Mm -hmm. Why Angie Harrington thought that she would just get away with saying that and nobody would call her out because you have Whitney's name in your mouth. So Whitney's now has to defend herself. So Whitney then reposted on um, reposted Angie's story with the caption, I'm not a liar. And then she dropped screenshots of exchanges with Angie where Angie was basically begging, which is the Angie we all know, begging to go on this trip with them. I love it. Angie offered to split clam. She asked Whitney and asked Heather, even asked Jen to invite her. Callie, your thoughts? I mean, none of it is surprising at all. I I guess you're right. The only thing that is surprising is that Angie thought for some reason that she could just say this and Whitney wouldn't respond. But also I'm like, why are we getting why are we getting quotes from Angie? Like, do not put her in an article. This is what her, this is what she wants. Maybe that's why she did it. Maybe it was purposeful. Maybe Angie purposely said she didn't say it because she was baiting Whitney so that she's more involved in the drama. <sighs> but I am happy that I Whitney just, posted the screenshots. It's what I wanted to yeah. see. Yeah. We're not always Team Whitney on on this podcast, but no. this 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 was this was the right move. This was Whitney Rose. This was good. We need to see more of this. I like this. And I and we'll probably won't hear anything from Angie Harrington. There's nothing that she can say to this. What are you going to say? You're just a liar. Yeah, she's a liar. She's, a liar. she's thirsty. I honestly, if I'm her, just embrace the thirst. And I almost feel like she is without saying it. And I don't want to get into Salt Lake City, but what bothers me about Angie Harrington is even when she's not there, she's a storyline. And I don't like that this season she's becoming too much of a storyline. Because if we didn't have Angie Harrington, we wouldn't have a lot of the drama this season. I mean, there's other drama, but she's in it every week. Mm -hmm. And she's not even a housewife. So like like you said, it's almost giving her what she wants. Yeah. And I don't like it. She better not replace Jen Shaw. She better not replace Jen Shaw next season. You know what? I might be okay with it. No, Callie, no, it's too calculated. It's too staged. Absolutely not. I don't, don't want to get Ooh. into it because what? you and Jody, you and Jody are going to cover the wreck that is Salt Lake City. But I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to bring I this up with Jody. I'm telling cannot, you. 
I cannot, I cannot watch another second of Jen Shaw. So if Angie's what has to happen, you know what I would love? I would love for Mary to come back, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, she did come back this episode. We'll talk about that in the recap. We'll talk about that. Um, Okay, more news of the week. If you watched Watch What Happens Live, there was a little drama that happened because Bethany, and there always is, when Bethany Frankel pops up or speaks on The Housewives, there's it, it there's always a headline that happens with this. So she joins, she joins Watch What Happens Live this week. It's Andy Cohen's show, obviously, so he's there, but she's facing off with Andy because they've kind of have had a little beef in the media since Bethany announced that she's having a what she's calling, it's not a recap show, but she is having a recap show on Housewives. And then Jeff Lewis was also sitting on the stage or the Watch What Happens live stage with her. And you know, it always gets messy with Jeff Lewis, always. Like, he's just mm-hmm. such a pot sir. So Annie and Bethany decided to address their feud, if that's what you want to call it. And it should be known that they're friends, right? But the feud is that they were talking in the media rather than talking to each other. So this is the first time that they have talked since Andy kind of said that it was weird for Bethany to have a podcast about Housewives because she's been trashing it. Yeah, he said it like, you know how Andy has those little like one-liners, like it's funny she has a podcast, but she spends her time trashing the Housewives. Like Mm -hmm. it was kind of that. It wasn't even that serious. I feel like if my if I was actually friends with someone and they said that, I would be like, shut the fuck up. But I wouldn't be like actually mad. You know what I mean? Well, I think she's defensive because that's the take that a lot of people have. And I don't know why she didn't necessarily anticipate that. It's the take that a lot of housewives have had. Yeah, but even I was like, huh. I when she explains, and she didn't in the clip that I saw, but I've I I did interview her, and when she explains the concept of her show, it is different. It's not like every week I'm recapping what happens on Real Housewives of New York. So I get it, but the the optics of it look like she's stepping back into the Housewives world when she's been so anti it. I mean, she is stepping back in the housewives world. She is, she's, there's no, there's no like explaining that away. Your podcast is going to be about franchises who you have been extremely critical of. Period. She's defensive. also. I think it's interesting that so they they talk on the show. Um, it is insanely awkward to watch. It's like very uncomfortable to watch this whole exchange with her and Jeff. And Andy sitting there, very weird. She then goes to TikTok and said that she didn't like it, that Jeff called her and apologized, and that her daughter didn't like it because it was unnecessarily toxic. But I'm like, do you know what you're signing up for? You're about to talk about Housewives again. You're going to be rude. You're going to be mean. You're going to be toxic. Like, you were a part of the Housewives. So, like... I think it's, and maybe this is just me making myself feel better about it, but I think it's different when you and I talk about these people and we don't know them. You're talking about people that you were friends with at one point. You were talking about people that you were in the mix with. You were on the show. So it's different for you to say something about Ramona than for me to say something about Ramona. Let me ask you. 
I have been very vocal about the Bachelor franchise. And I have said that I don't want any parts of it and I have to step away and I got to protect my peace. If I announced that I was doing a podcast about The Bachelor where I wasn't going to recap episodes, but I was going to go back and talk about big moments and interview people who are super fans. That's her show. Interview people who are fans of this franchise. Would you look at me sideways? Would you say, what is Rachel doing? I would say that you're going against everything that you've said so far, <laughs> one. Yeah. Two, two, I would also be like, please don't. That's not a good show. But that's so, that's what, this is the reaction that people have to Bethany. I mean, yeah. maybe not for I the same reasons, not the same reasons why she left the show, but she's left twice. She's been very vocal that she's never coming back. Don't ask her that question. But as you, she's back. Also very vocal that she left on her own accord. So she's on a like higher horse than everybody else just to come right back, right back to it. And she doesn't need this. She's a businesswoman. She has a show on CNBC. Is that what it is? CNBC. It's actually a really cool concept of a show. I don't remember it all, but she's doing it with one of the sharks. It's like Shark Tank-ish. And um, she's got other... She doesn't need to do this. So I think that's the other reason why it's like, I'm Jeff Lewis. I'm kind of like, Jeff Lewis is speaking on behalf of the people. Andy Cohen's comments are, he's saying what everybody else is thinking. And Bethany's reaction and why she's so over the top is because she's defensive. I think she's not going to stop doing her podcast. I mean, I think she's already recorded everything, but I think she's second guessing her decision. I don't think she anticipated this much discourse around the whole thing. I mean, listen, no one wants to hear negative things, right? So I'm sure it's not fun for her to like and then for it to get to this level like I think she can take like Luann and Sonia and Ramona whoever else was saying stuff I don't think she likes like Andy Andy saying stuff yeah because she can she can spin it to they're all crazy they're all jealous she can't say that about Andy no she can't and Andy said it publicly and was being messy which I appreciated and she knows that and she knows that um, okay, last thing in news of the week, People's Choice Awards was this week, this past week. And Beverly Hills Housewives were on stage presenting the award for best TV drama star, and none other than the queen, Mariska Hargitay, gets the award. Now, had I been on stage when Mariska walked up? I would have been completely silent. I would have been shushing everyone. I would have slapped Kathy Hilton's lip gloss out of her hand. So the the issue was that as she was giving the speech, and it was this meaningful speech, a heartfelt speech, Kathy Hilton's directly behind her applying, reapplying her lip gloss. And that steals the show. Nobody heard anything that Mariska had to say, sadly, because everybody was focusing on Kathy Hilton. This had people split on social media. Some people loved it and were praising Kathy Hilton because this is seems very in line with something that she would do. Other people were very upset and found it disrespectful. Callie, which side are you on? I thought it was funny. 
because it is such a Kathy Hilton thing to do. Whether that's bad or good, that is for someone to decide. I don't think it's <clears throat> I don't think it's that deep. What I will say is when I saw the clip, I didn't even put the volume on. So I have no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> that's my choice. I didn't put the volume on. But I assumed because Mariska has been um like awarded a ton of like humanitarian awards, I thought she was getting something like that. And if that were the case, I would be like, not great. Like, I think the content saving, was like that. She's saving children's lives and you're putting your lip gloss on. Okay, sure. I'm sure that's what she talked about. That's like the type of person she is. Like, she really is like extremely active and philanthropic and charitable, a humanitarian, whatever. But I mean, she's getting like an award at the People's Choice Award. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Callie, I'm going to have to agree. Oh, I found it extremely disrespectful. Wait, oh, you said agree. No, disagree. Sorry. I said I'm going to have to disagree. I thought for sure you were going to disagree. And I am. That tracks. I love Mariska. I'm obsessed with Olivia Benson. I have her on such a high pedestal. SVU is amazing. I could not find the humor in this. Because <laughs> I was so, I I could only imagine. First of all, Mariska probably is. Maybe she knows Kathy Hilton because she knows the name, but she had no idea who the women were that were presenting her the award. She's above that, and so she's accepting this award. Watch, well, she probably actually does watch Housewives, but she's accepting. In my world, it's she has no idea who these women are. Choice Award. Let's like we're not giving out Nobel Peace Prizes. Everyone needs to relax. It's not that big of a deal. It doesn't matter. Who she's cares? Getting By an way, award. You know what? You're right. Mershka is above all of this. I'm sure she doesn't even give a fuck about the People's Choice Award. She's fine. No, she showed up. She showed up probably because she knew she was winning. Because she, she does her job. She's so professional. I'm not. She knew she was winning. She showed up. Yeah, I'm sure she knew she was winning. But regardless, do I think that she's losing an, a bat of sleep? No, I think she probably like laughed and was just like, Ugh, of course a housewife would do that. Not Kathy Hilton. I'm sure she's like, of course a housewife would do that. A housewife would do it. She's probably like, I'm not coming back again. I was saying something. No. I, took, I took the time to get dressed up to drive oh to Santa God. Monica. Santa Monica. And that carpet is in Santa Monica during rush hour traffic. It is hell getting to the People's Choice Awards. And she drove, and it's cold. She drove, and it's in a hangar. It's, it's in an airport hangar. Degrees. It's by the water, it's colder, and it's in a hangar, okay? <laughs> it's, it's an airport hangar. Mariska is fine. The fact that she wasted her words, it feels like that almost because everybody was focused on the reality TV star applying lip gloss. I just felt like it was such a, like, how dare you? How dare you? No, and if she, never, if she never wanted to give us or grace us with her presence again on a People's Choice Awards, I wouldn't blame Choice her. Awards? I wouldn't blame her. I think would not blame her. And I, and I enjoy Kathy, but I didn't enjoy this moment. It was an all-time love. I also love. don't think like... Do I think Kathy is like some experienced award giver? No. Like, do I think she purposely put on her her lip gloss in front of uh, Mariska accepting her award? No. Do I think you should do that? No, but it's not that big of a deal. You don't do it to Mariska. You just don't. Um, before we, we have a little announcement. We don't do too many announcements. So before we recap, 
Bravo has a lot of amazing content. We all know this. This is why we have an entire show dedicated to it. And sadly, we don't have the time to cover everything each week. I wish we did. But I mean, like case in point, I pretty much stayed up all night just trying to watch two shows. Imagine if we covered everything. But Real Housewives of Miami is back. We don't have time to recap that on the show, but that doesn't mean that we're leaving you guys hanging because our fellow Ringer podcasters, Chelsea Stark-Jones and Zach Peter, will be recapping it every Tuesday right here on the Ringer Reality TV feed. So stay tuned for that next week so you can catch it. I know I'll be listening. You better be listening too, because as Callie told me before we even hopped on, the first episode brings it. Apparently streaming is where it's at. They dropped four, I believe, episodes. What? Yeah, I think the fir- I think the first four are on Peacock, and I got an episode and a half in, and I really wish Miami got more attention. I think it's I think it's great. Watch Real Housewives of Miami. I did not know there were multiple episodes. And then tune in on Tuesdays to get that recap because you know it's going to be good. And right now, our recap on Potomac is about to be good because this was a good episode. I cannot believe it's already episode nine. It's called Ambush in Paradise. And it's really Candace versus everybody. And as a it's person... It's also really not an ambush, but let's continue. And just as I was about to say... <laughs> And I already know how this this recap is going to go. I'm still Team Candace. Despite it all, despite it all, I'm here for Candace. Okay, well, we can get right into it because it goes right into it on the episode where we hear the recording and she calls it an ambush. Let me say this. I am not not Team Candace. I... I am so far this season, Ashley and Karen are above everyone for me. Like Ashley and Karen, I would choose them. They seem to be on the right sides of most things. So I would say Ashley and Karen above everyone. Candace is the tier right underneath them. Giselle, Jizzy, Jizzy and Robin (laughs) are, are, and, and Mia are floating down a river for me. But I hate. Candace, like her reactions to things don't make sense. So her immediately being like, this is an ambush, da, da, da. Girl, you posted this on IG Live. This is not an ambush. You said this to the entire world, to all of your followers. Like this isn't some like secret recording that Robin got you and da, 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 da. She's playing something that you put out publicly the night before. I'm not, I don't feel bad for you at all. If you didn't want this to be a thing, then maybe you don't go on social media and post it. And as much as I've liked Candace this season, we are not going to sit up here on this show and act like Candace knows how to be like any sort of politically correct on social media. She's a fucking nutcase on social media. Has she, but she's calmed down. She's got better. Sure, okay. Sure. She's growing. Sure. Let's give it to her. She's growing. There's growth. Some people never learn. She's gotten a little bit better, but from where we started, she's still horrible. So all I'm saying is it's not an ambush when you put out something publicly where you're calling all of the women. And then in her exchange with Robin, she still didn't make sense. You were the only one I found loyal. Karen and Wendy were like, excuse me? And then she went around and was like, well, you're not included in this. And like, no, 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 like Candace, 
gather your thoughts and respond. Well, she was ambushed. Ambush. She was ambushed. And she, well, she, she was not ambushed. I'm going to tell you why it was an ambush. No. The only ambush part about it was putting the beats pill on the table. That's what I'm saying. Outside of that. That's what no. I'm saying. It's not what, it's not her words. Like, I get it. She said it on an IG Live and it was public. And if I had to hear one more time how Robin discovered it, it's like, okay, we get it. She was using the bathroom. Let's not be Real Housewives of Dallas here. That's a Real Housewives of Dallas thing. Poop is not a character here. Let's not make it Housewives to Jason. I did not literally don't care. It wasn't funny. I don't understand why people find poop humor funny. Like, get over it. That's low hanging fruit. Come on, Potomac, we're better than that. It was an ambush because. She was not expecting. It was a surprise attack at the dinner. The way that Robin presented to her was the ambush. Not her words. The presentation of it. So I understood the ambush aspect. Sure. If you want to go, if you want to say that. Thank you. Then they can also say they were ambushed because they were not expecting her to go on IG Live and say A, B, and C. So, like, you can't get mad at that if you're doing it. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't think this was completely out of nowhere. <gasps> I'm so shocked that you're doing... No. You know we're why? We're not surprised because you did that. And this is where I think she her words were getting confused. I'm such a Candace apologist. It's, fo- it's so interesting. Because, you know, with, with the Monique Candace thing, that's not how I feel. But in this sense, for, for everything else, I'm pretty much, except for her social media behavior, I'm riding for Candace. Well, this is her social media behavior. <laughs> the thing is, she would have expected that behavior from Amia. And I think the reason she got lost in her words when she was like, I thought you were loyal when she's talking to Robin is because she would never have expected Robin to do that. And I got to say, Robin is acting unlike herself. Or maybe this really is her this season. So I think what she was saying is Robin... You, I wouldn't, what she meant to say is I wasn't expecting this from you. This is, this is Giselle behavior. This is Mia behavior. This is even Ashley behavior. This is something she would do. Not I don't Robin. think that Ashley would bring a beats pill and No, put it she on would the just table. say it, but she would say it. Yeah, I do think that she would say it. I, I, I agree with you. Um, I also think Candace would say it, like if it were flipped around. So, you know, it's hard for me to feel bad for her about it. When you went on your platform and said this about all of the women, also hard for me to feel bad for you when if Mia did it or if Giselle did it, like if they were on their platforms, I think she would also say it. So I don't feel that bad for her on that front. Now, outside of that, outside of her reaction to it, and she did not do a good job explaining what she meant by it. (laughs) And I'm not sure how you explain that all the way. Yeah, you can't. Whatever. Outside of that, I have, like, I thought Candace was fine this episode. I thought it was funny when she called Mia, Jacqueline, Jacqueline, um, Mia's representative and was like, are you not, you don't have anything to say? I thought that was funny. I loved when her and Ashley were teaming up. I was like, oh my gosh, this has so much potential to be great because I like, when I was finding myself watching Salt Lake, I'm like, this is not the type of argument I want to see. I don't want to see Jen screaming her head off and throwing shoes and, you know, just cursing and like nothing great. Like it just wasn't like entertaining to me. Ashley and Candace fighting. That's what I want. 
they are so like quick witted. They shade. It's funny. So when they were on the same team, they were like going back and forth. And I was like, yes, because they would kill any of these women if they were on the same team. Yeah. Verbally. Yes. And then the recording plays and Ashley was like, all right, we ain't on the same team anymore. Well, Candace actually said, I don't like you to her. They, I mean, remember, they, they're they not on good terms. They put their differences no, I know, to the I side. Know. I want to go back to Jacqueline because we've, I don't even need to, to, to express how I feel about that because I've done it multiple times on the podcast. But I loved that Candace goes, who are you? And I said, yes, we've all been wondering that. Well, I don't know who decided to give her so much screen time, probably because she is her uh, the representative of Mia. But I said, this is exactly the energy that I need. Who are you? And I wish they would have stayed on that track for a little bit longer. I wish clearly Jacqueline can't give it back because all she could do was sit there and make faces. She had nothing else to give, which is why she's never going to be a housewife. Oh, no, no. But that's what I was saying. When they were on the same team, I'm like, who is supposed to go back at them? Please. (laughs) I would love to see any of those women try to hold a talking battle with Candace and Ashley because they're going to get slaughtered. Karen could. And, you know, I feel like... Karen could. Karen could. I feel like Karen's more on their side in this. Yeah. Giselle used to be better. Earlier seasons, I feel like Giselle, Giselle, because I was about to say shade. Giselle was better <laughs> in interviews. I mean, no, I do think she can she can throw a little bit of shade, but she can do like a one liner. Ashley and Candace can go for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just want to say, I love Miami. It's one of my favorite cities in the United States. Probably top three. And I feel like people either love it or hate it. Like it's always like a yay or nay. Um, but also I feel like if you haven't lived there, which I don't know if you have or not, but like Two years. living there and not being like, I, I didn't live in, in Miami Beach. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like I think if you find Coral Gables and Coconut Grove and Pinecrest and Brickell, like that is a much more enjoyable Miami. I love it. Could live there. This version of Miami that we are getting. <laughs> Where's Santorini? There was a pool in the background that had like the silver steps going in it. I saw a four feet little thing on the side. Oh. It, this is, I promise, for anyone that's not gone to Miami, this is not Miami. This is the jankiest version of Miami that I've ever seen on a reality television show. And let's also be clear. And let's... That doesn't look like Santorini either. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It does not. It does not look like Santorini. The house is janky. The pool is janky. The dinner was janky for Karen. I was just like, Mia, you cannot control everything. If you only spent $362 on this entire trip. (laughs) It almost makes... I'm like, could they not get rights to be in better places? That's just... No, they have... No, Real Housewives in Miami is all over the place in nice places. No, it's not that. It's not that. 
if Mia had to pay for stuff and she was the one picking stuff out, we saw her taste. It's not mine. Yeah, it definitely doesn't give you the Miami experience. I will say I'm one of the people who's a nay on Miami. That's where we're spending Christmas this year. It's I'm a nay on it, but because I feel like Miami is great to visit in and out. Living there was a totally different experience for me. And also because I feel like if you're from there, it's a different story. If you went to school there, it's a different story. If you spend half the year there part-time, it's a different story. That Miami is enjoyable. But even though my husband's from there, he's from the suburbs, suburbs, he's from Kendall, and he's like not an on-the-scene guy. So it's it's a different experience. You know what I mean? Miami's not for me. But I but even I, even I love it, love it, love have it. had a better Miami than this. <laughs> everyone, I- everyone has had a better Miami than this. But that brings me to Mia somehow is controlling this trip. Um, I'm like, since when does one housewife get to decide who gets to go places? Like That's Mia. No, but no, but in general, like people are forced to have, like when people have these little parties, they're forced to invite everyone. Like the production team will be like, everyone needs to be there. And the fact that Mia's just like, nope. I'm like, first of all, I know that's annoying for production. Two, you were the aggressive, like you were the aggressor in this situation. So I really don't understand. I am 1 billion percent on Ashley, Candace, and maybe lightly Karen's. But it seemed like Ashley and Candace were the ones that were like, "Mm, no, we're inviting her anyways. I think Candace originally asked and they said no. And Ashley was kind of there. So she heard, she heard me say no. And Ashley was just like, yeah, I'm inviting her anyway. I'm paying for my own dinner. You can't <laughs> control whether a cast member, like she's hold when he's hold a diamond, she should absolutely be at the dinner. If Sharice and Mia's representative is there, Wendy should be there. And then, and then Wendy comes and apologizes. And I'm like, Wendy could not do more right. And we have, we are not Wendy fans on this podcast. Wendy, I like Wendy. Did absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying we're not like hardcore Wendy stands. I get it. She yes, has we get. It. We, she has annoyed us over, over the season. She's annoying. She did not like. She did everything right. Everything right. And they couldn't and give for her me anything. Just to sit there while she apologized. I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? She did nothing wrong. She did not throw her purse. She did not throw a drink. She, after getting a purse and drink thrown on her, is the first person to apologize. What, is, what world are we living in? What is happening? I, I got to tell you, I actually am more, and maybe because I think I hold them to a higher standard. When Wendy walks up and Giselle, like, I think she moved to the other side of the table. And they're like, and they're like, oh, watch out. You're going to, you don't want to fall in the water. And Jill's like, I'm not going to be the one who's, who, who's falls in the water. I'm not going to be the one who gets wet. Like it wasn't even funny, but it was a shade towards Wendy and, and Mia, uh-huh. Giselle and Robin start laughing. I just, I'm like, Giselle and Robin, what are, are uh-uh. we, there has to be something else that has happened with Wendy because 100%. I, I don't understand. They're not giving her anything. 
Nothing. No, she cannot redeem herself. Like, it makes no did sense. Did we miss something? Watching this episode, I thought to myself, the exact same as you. I'm like, we had to have missed something. Yeah. Did we? Did they cut out a part of the argument where she said something that was so awful? Did something happen before or after that we did not see? Because it's it's so far off, like making sense that I can't. I'm like, what is happening? I don't. She did everything right. She's not even being over the top. She dressed mild for Wendy. <laughs> I couldn't see her areolas. And you're still not allowing her to apologize. And Mia gave her nothing. The girls weren't even like, like Jizzy and Robin weren't even like, that was good. We appreciate that. Nothing. Yeah. I, I'm just confused. I'm like, I, I, I hope there's something that we didn't see. I don't think so. I think that, you know, as we've stated before, they have nothing. Either they have nothing going on or as the mid-season trailer shows us, you don't want us to focus on you because there is something else going on and you're deflecting. Well, it doesn't seem like there's anything going on with Giselle. I do think Giselle is an integral part of the show. I don't want her going anywhere. No, no, no. She's I don't not think like, she should leave. Yeah. So she's not like... I can't even think of anyone that I could compare her to, but I do like her on the show. I think she has to stay. I do like her and Karen's dynamics of like friend one day, enemies the next, whatever. But she doesn't really have a storyline. There's nothing like there, there with Giselle. Um, Robin's only storyline. Oh. Seems fake. <laughs> it does seem fake. Sorry, I heard a different seems, one. I'm seems fake. And the season preview, mid-season trailer, whatever. Couldn't be more beautiful. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to get there. Wait, before, there's a couple of other things. So going back to hearing the revelation, which is interesting that none of the other women saw the Instagram live. Yeah. And even I was like, Robin. How is Robin the only one? And she didn't even see it live. She saw it on the internet. So she saw it later. I know these women have Google alerts on their names. How did you not see what Candace did? Maybe this was the next morning. I don't, I have no idea. It's almost as if Candace didn't even realize what she did. She forgot. She's like, oh yeah, I guess I did do that. She seemed to, she clearly was dr like drunk when she did it. it 100%. Definitely drunk. It, it was on IG Live. So it goes away. You know, it doesn't like stay on your story. Right. Like, you had to have been live when she did it. She did it after that dinner. So it must have been super late. She was drunk. She did it. She probably wasn't even on for very long. So maybe she did like a two, three minute thing. And it didn't really get picked up because maybe a lot of people weren't on or whatever. So maybe not a lot of people saw it. Um, But none of those women had heard that until Robin put it on the corner because right. uh, on the counter table, whatever. Because their faces were like, wait, what? Right, right. They were all what? And it was because, and again, she expected more from Robin. Robin's like, she's talking about everybody here. She said, all of y'all. So Candace is like, well, Karen's like, really me? Candace is like, not you, Karen. And then Ashley does what? Honestly, Ashley does best for the show. Yeah, honestly, I'm not mad at it. And I don't know if it's because I've agreed with almost every stance Ashley has had this season. But yeah, for the most part. I don't think she handles everything perfectly, obviously, because I don't think any of these women do. But um, when she said it, I was like, yeah, you know what? 
If I was Ashley, I would be pissed too. You just posted this on IG Live. Then you said you don't like me. Oh, you don't like me? Well, when we were friends for two minutes, you surely did have something to say about Karen. Yeah, and then she's like, this is what I'm talking about by not being loyal. I'm like, you're telling on yourself because you're mad at her. You're saying she's not loyal for keeping your secret. Because when she was like, I did not say that. I'm like, yes, you did. And production surely was like, yes, you did. So the way it was presented to Karen was, Candace said, matter of fact, that you're in these streets basically stepping out on Ray. So I think Candace was like, I didn't say it like that. That's And so I wish, and what they showed us was just her saying it, not the context of the conversation, which was rumors that they've been hearing. That's where I have to take Candace aside because it made it seem like Candace was really being messy and talking about Karen behind her back. And they were talking about, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a little leeway there. I agree slightly because Candace did kind of say it in a way like, I know this to be true. She said, Karen was going out on dates and it wasn't with Ray. And she said it was like a little far away or something like that. So I I understand your point. I don't think it's going to make Karen feel any better about it all. <laughs> well, but Candace completely denying it. But I think you got to add context to it. And I, I, I just found this whole interesting because I was like, she did. But it was like, a, if you and I are talking, and I'm like, well, I heard, you know, so-and-so is stepping out yeah, on this. I think know? the I heard was like low. I think it wasn't I heard. I think you're right. But I think it was a I heard. And I know it's and true. And Ashley presented it like, well, Candace is over here talking about, did you said, you know, so I... I felt I felt for Candace in that moment. Um, I will say this last thing. Um, that bit that we got at the end was hyped up and really gave us nothing. I was actually very disappointed. So after this dinner, somehow the women all get friends. Oh, yeah, what? Alcohol clearly makes everybody just a little bit more loose and comfortable. But the women decide to go out. They go party till three something in the morning. There's video of them all dancing with each other. Wendy and um, Robin are getting along. Uh, Mia's dancing with Karen, I think, or Candace. They're all like having a great time. And then Candace gets in the car and realizes that she's still mad at Robin, realizes what Robin's done, and she's screaming at her. But I really thought we were going to get a... Because they were like, oh, Giselle went home. So I was like, ooh, did Giselle go so... They couldn't find Giselle. She, you know, she's like... She's in these streets. That I just it was expecting so much more. And it was like, okay, they went out, they partied, they got drunk. And then Candace yelled at Robin. And that was it. I don't know. That was a buildup. They gave us nothing. They gave us the mid-season trailer. So thank you for that. And I'm ready. I'm ready for Karen to go off. I want to see more of it. Like, don't disrespect Karen. Well, also, let me say, we have asked on this pod a number of times, why is Therese here? Oh, well, we gonna find out. Well, they could have brought her back for this one moment. The, in the previews, I was like, oh, Therese is here. And she is, her, she got Karen to stand up like she was going to fight her. I was like, if that's what you're bringing, <laughs> I accept it. We only needed it then. We've I had accept too much you of her. for the second half. Getting down in the bathroom, Karen? Can't wait. 
Kern. And then she said, the hell. The hell. And I'm like, we don't say that term, Sharice. <laughs> With the help. Can't wait. Ah, uh, okay. Well, we have a lot to look forward to when it comes to Potomac. Uh, they're starting at, like, like we said last week or like two weeks ago, they're rounding a corner. We are hitting a stride and we are moving in the right direction. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Callie thinks that Salt Lake City is not bringing it. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. She got into an episode and a half of Miami and she's already saying Miami is better than Salt Lake City. I am liking where things are. I don't in Salt Lake City. I don't think I've seen anything more chaotic. Do you agree or are you currently disappointed with the way things are with Salt Lake City? You know I love Salt Lake City. <laughs> you know I'm always having a good time in Salt Lake City. However, I will say we lost the plot this episode. We it did was lose the plot. too much. Old Jen was back in full force. Like we were having a good time when Lisa Barlow was singing Christmas carols and people were giving blowies at the jazz games. That was the kind of chaos that I that like I love from Salt Lake City. You know, it it felt like you smell like hospital. It felt like old times, but this was like the wrong kind of old times. I I hated this episode. I really did. It was like, it, it was really what? torture to watch. Okay, I only hated from the luau on. I am sorry. The way this episode yeah, yeah, started that's fair. That's fair. on the boat, I've, the optics, I've never, you know, just when, I think we've said this multiple times this season, when they were on the, the, mo the thing in Scottsdale, the drink mobile, I don't know what you call those things. And they were pouring cheap alcohol all over each other. We were like, we've never seen anything like it. 
<laughs> the panning out of the boat and seeing Lisa and Jen literally, Jen bear hugging. I mean, Lisa bear hugging Jen, trying to hold her down. No, you will talk to me. You will be my friend. Jen shoving her, turning her back, throwing vegetables into the water. Like <laughs> Not I, the crudite. Not the crudite. Crudite. What are they going to eat? <laughs> Into in the plastic thing, into well, I guess you have to on a boat, into the water, then panning to Whitney and I was saying her name wrong, Dana. Dana. Whitney and Dana twerking. It's I it was two different worlds. And I loved it. You only get that from Salt Lake City. People live in their own spaces on that franchise and no other franchise does it like maybe New York at times. Right. See, okay. But in New York, people get their comeuppance. In Salt Lake City, like, yeah, I enjoyed the boat. I thought that you were going to reference the visual of Angie K's shoes floating in the water. That like, too. They're all, in, they're that all too. inside chit-chatting and Angie K's white little shoes are just out. How? Like how long like, did it float? <laughs> worthy were those shoes? They floated for so that's fifteen hundred dollars. Whitney's flat sunk like a rock, and those white <laughs> high heels were just—they could have gone and rescued them. <laughs> uh, so, like, I while that was terrible, like that is a, at some point, Jen is going to have to like pay Angie K back an entire tab. Like she is just racking up expenses, get this party and now throwing her shoes overboard. That was a terrible thing to do. It was a funny visual and like Jen was clearly hammered. I think the reason the luau was so unenjoyable to me is because after Jen does all that shit, she does truly terrible things. They know she did it. They know she threw the shoes overboard and is acting like she didn't. Then at the luau, People are literally arguing over who is a better friend to her. And we have this argument every season. And Rachel, I, I cannot sure. understand the competitive spirit around being Jen's friend. Like, it is something deeply psychological that needs to be studied. I, I can't I can't understand it. Like, that Angie Kay and Heather somehow get into an argument over who's been the better friend to Jen. Who cares? Jen is a terrible friend. She's such a bad friend. Ugh. Janet, but they're all bad friends. And I think that the reason that that argument was so frustrating to watch and it was all over the place. And honestly, it was hard to follow. I don't so normally hard. rewind. I watch all the way through and then I might watch all the way through again. I had to keep, now granted, it was also was like five something in the morning, but I was trying to follow like, okay, wait, who's yelling at who? And who said this at a at a in the hot tub with this person, but then said this at the breakfast with this? And who, what group was there and what wasn't? And there's too many people. That's the other thing. There's too many people involved. That and isn't that crazy? Because yes. remember at the beginning of the season when they went on that first group trip, we were like, oh my five gosh, people. there are like three people here. Yeah. It was five people and it felt like even less. And yeah. now it's they only added two, right? It just feels like so many people. Well, because then we, we when they flash back, it's Angie. You know, she's a character as well. And technically, so is her husband. So there, it's just there's just so <laughs> many people. And the conclusion that I had at the end of the luau was nobody's a good friend. And and and, and like I it's hard for me to see how this season, how we're going to have another season. I know we will, but Everything is so fractured. 
And I and and I walked away saying Heather's kind of a really bad friend. She's she couldn't. Heather, she was caught think, in her lies. I don't want to say really bad, oh, but yeah. she's she lies. And she couldn't oh, get out of it. She is lying this season. She is outright lying. And I don't know if it's like she wasn't in the drama as much the seasons before this. And so she didn't have a need to lie or if we weren't noticing that she was lying. But like she is getting caught in lie after lie. And it's kind of fun. I mean, like that, it was a little bit fun and funny to me when, when they start to get into it about Angie H and like, Dana, I guess, is Dana was a real chaos agent during this. Like, I could not keep up with what she knew and what her focus, what, like, what she, what her agenda was, what she was trying to achieve. But she's trying to kind of get Heather to talk to Jen about the things she said at that breakfast. And she's saying that, like, Heather, Heather didn't think that Angie needed to apologize or that she'd already apologized or she wasn't going to answer to an ultimatum from Jen. She's going to stay friends with Angie. And Dana, like, wants Heather to say that to Angie and or to say that to Jen. And then it somehow turns into, like, Heather bringing Whitney's name in the mix. And Whitney got, Whitney, Whitney was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> like, we're not doing this. She was like, I didn't know that Heather and... Or that... Oh God, I cannot keep their names straight. There's so many Angie's. I know. I didn't know that Angie and Whitney were going to show up dressed up. And... Whitney's like, yes, you did. You literally invited us. I Loved wish they it. had rolled back more footage because they have continually had to roll back the footage of Heather making those little FaceTimes from her laptop, like inviting or from her piano, inviting people because <laughs> she keeps lying about like who she said what to I who know. to. I know. For two seasons, we didn't see this side of Heather. And now it's just like all crashing in on her. And it's making me, the more things keep happening, I'm like, maybe Whitney Rose was really telling the truth. She said either Heather deflects or she forgets. Isn't that what she said? And so far, that's true. It's really true. And I also, I'm, I'm exhausted with the Lisa Barlow over it because I guess I'm just like, either like her or don't. She said the most awful things about Meredith and Meredith tolerates her. And I almost forget that that was even an issue at the beginning of this season. The Jen-Lisa dynamic is off. The I, I just, I don't even know other people. Some, was Lisa fighting with somebody else this season? I just, I mean, this episode, I just can't keep up with it with what's going on. But I think because I was so thrilled at the first half of this episode, it allowed me to ignore the second half because I just loved it so much. The party that they were having standing up on the boat versus the two Jen and, and Lisa in their own world. And then all of a sudden it was like, wait, what's going on? What's happening, guys? Also love that the producer walked to the other side of the boat and said, hey, guys, somebody's shoes are in the water. And I love that they kept that in there and they showed that to us because those women were so in their own world, they never would have known. And then we wouldn't have been able to address the fact that Angie K's shoes were floating in the Pacific. 
It's amazing. Ooh, and then that is another, then Heather, another bad look for Heather. So they all see the shoes. Then they go over to look at where their shoes were. And and Whitney's like, my shoes were secured, guys. Like, what happened? And and Heather's like, oh, they were slipping. And I caught this one, like, like, First of all, what are you going to do with one shoe? So who cares? And second of all, you are lying. You just watched (laughs) Jen throw the shoe. And I think that's like what was tough for me in this episode and watching it is like, I like Heather, you know? Yeah, I've always liked Heather and I want her to be her best self. And watching her with Jen and their dynamic is so embarrassing. It's like that meme of that girl who's like, stand up girl, stand up. And you're like, she's talking about with men. But like, that's how I feel about Heather with Jen is like, stand up. What are you getting out of this? The way that Jen is always screaming about having her back. And that's what she starts screaming at Lisa. Like, I had your back when no one else did. You think I'm going to have your back now? When has Jen ever had anyone's back? I can think of so many examples of her screaming at her friends, but I can't think of any examples of her like cutting in when her friends are being screamed at, you know, like she never defends anyone. When someone else is in the hot seat, she's just always so glad that it's not her, that she's usually silent. When she's saying that to Lisa Barlow, I have no idea what she's talking about. And everyone has her back all the time. You're right that like no one is really a good friend, but Heather has been a very loyal friend to Jen. Like she she has for the most part with the exclusion of this Angie H thing been really loyal to Jen. No, there's a difference between being loyal and being a good friend because she's not a good friend to Jen because she doesn't make her a better person and she leans into her flaws and like really makes her a worse and True. more codependent person. But it like Jen just lies. I mean, even the fact that she's sitting there saying to Lisa Barlow, you think I'm going to have your back after this? And the after this is I think that Lisa didn't go and check on her after she threw a glass of champagne on Angie She K's took head. Angie K's side. Yes, she took Angie K's side. And, she and was... because of that, Jen will never have her back again. Right. That's a right. good friend. But then, but then forgets about it. You know, like she's like, wait, I didn't. Okay. Was she fully, like, what do you think the deal is with her, like, not even remember, or saying she doesn't even remember shoving Lisa, screaming at her, throwing the crudite overboard? I actually believe her. Because I didn't know that she was that drunk in that moment when she was shoving Jen. It makes sense why she was so irrational. I know we've seen her irrational before, but what brings out old Jen, that Jen, a lot of times is alcohol. But we didn't see her drinking. So I didn't know she was that drunk. And as we said last episode, I think we said, I mean, last recap, we talked about how being on the water makes you even more drunk. So we didn't see the drinking. And they had to have been because even the way Whitney was acting, they were taking shots. They were pretty lit. So I do believe, I didn't realize it at the time, but then when she fell asleep on the bus, they had parked and they had made it back to their destination, home, with beds. And Jen decided to stay, and they left her. She decided to stay and that sleep. That woman, 
That she was poor woman wasted. was like, uh, do I have to stand here for however long she sleeps? They kept they kept the door open for her <laughs> like she was a dog. They were like, we gotta get some air in here. <laughs> they did. So she slept on the bus. She was lit. So I do believe that, and she probably remembers getting into it with Jen, but I don't, I mean, with Lisa, but I don't think she, re- she probably doesn't remember shoving her. And if she did, she probably didn't think of it as a shove. She probably was like, oh, I brushed her off. She probably doesn't remember throwing the vegetables in. And I'd, I'd say she doesn't remember throwing the shoes. She was... Have you ever been blacked out? I don't buy it. Have you ever been I, blacked out? Yes. Yes. But like when I... if I, It's been a while. But like I would be slurring like a maniac. That was like a together woman. You I think? mean, obviously she was raging. Everyone's different. But like I just... There's no, I don't know. But I also, she probably was, she was probably browned out. And, but what I was most fascinated by was the way she popped up out of that nap. I was like, that woman is 50 years old and she just blacked out on a boat and she popped up and was like, all right, time for hair and makeup. We're going to throw a party. <laughs> That's what people who blackout do. She was still drunk. She woke up drunk. When you wake up drunk, that's how you are. Like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Let's keep this she party did, going. She did ultimately seem like hungover at the luau. Like, she was trying to stay in it. But whenever the attention wasn't on her, like, she would go like slack jawed <laughs> and her eyes would just kind of glaze over. She was like, when is this going to be over? Side note, she came out with that, with like her hair was all big and she had, you know, like the greenery in it or like the decor in it. Um, I thought, midway because then we didn't see that i thought she had her hair pulled back it wasn't until they were walking out and meredith was like well i'll grab jen's hair and i was like oh she didn't pull it back it was just clipped all of a sudden i noticed because she just had this huge bumpet at the front of her hair it was like Teresa's wedding hair yes and then the back was just gone (laughs) yes yes no i was like oh okay i will take it back when i said nobody is a good friend actually meredith has been I thought that too. <laughs> Meredith really has been, right? Meredith is on like some beta blockers in the in this on this trip. Like she is she was just sitting there and you just have to minding be. her own business at this dinner. At the end, she was just like, This was a difficult CEO of fun job. I'm gonna collect this wig and I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> Absolutely. And I will say this too. I think one of the that there it was complete insanity like the, the at the at the luau dinner but one of the things that made absolute sense was heather saying that she and jen have a toxic relationship and i said that's the only way you can describe their friendship it is extremely toxic they're not good for one another it makes no sense they talk about each other behind each other's back which is what i think that dana was trying to say and who was at the other end of the table? Somebody else was saying like, say what you say. Angie K. Because Angie K comes back around to Jen's side and she's like, say what you said about Heather. Be honest. Because the truth is, I don't think Jen likes Heather. I don't think Heather likes Jen. I just think they have a lot of fun together. They're fun friends. I think Heather likes Jen. Uh, like she she likes something in Jen, some relation to Jen she likes, but like 
I don't think Jen likes anyone as far as she can use them. You know what I mean? She doesn't like them yeah. beyond where she can use them. And and you see it, that was actually, like, I, I did not enjoy watching it, but that was definitely the most fascinating part of the dinner scene, is watching Jen's alliances change in real time. <laughs> she goes into that, she goes into that dinner, best friends with Heather, and Lisa Barlow rightly points out, she's like, the dynamic shifted because you got... She goes into the trip, best friends with Angie K. She goes into the dinner, best friends with Heather, because as Lisa says, the dynamics changed. You got mad at Angie K. You poured champagne on her head and now you're yeah. good time girls with Heather again. And it's so like... That's why it's so embarrassing for Heather and Angie K to be treated like that because you can still tell that they want that. The moment... And then during the dinner, Jen is like the only person who I know where they stand is Angie K, who literally just exposed her for owing her $15,000 <laughs> for a party. But now she sees that Heather, it's less what Heather has been doing and more that Jen is starting to be exposed for the fact that she's been talking about shit, shit about Heather for weeks. And she, so she sees how that is about to turn and she just yeah. jumps on another lifeboat. Like she is, she's survival. She's like a survivalist. She is like permanent fight or flight mentality. It's exhausting. So it's exhausting. And you pointed that out and broke that down brilliantly. How you were able to decipher all of that, I don't know. It's a real gift, Jody. A real well, gift. You know, you know, I you know, I take my creepy little notes all episode long and then just <laughs> glance back at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? What was happening? The but I will say, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to divert just a minute to say that yeah. I am also in a very chaotic mindset right now because I just want to let our listeners know, in case they're interested, that I am doing on TheRinger.com something called 25 Days of Benjamis, where I am watching an original, <laughs> ho new original holiday movie, one of the like 200 that are coming out this year, a different one every day for 25 oh, wow. days until Christmas and writing about it. And man, is it making me feel crazy. <laughs> 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 well, at least you can say so, you're in the Christmas spirit. I will. I if you <laughs> go ahead. plug it, I want to know. I want to know which, like, ha what days are we? What day are we on? Twenty five. Wait, what's today? We're on day nine of twenty nine of twenty five days okay. of Benjamin. Out of those nine, um, how many of them have been good? Out of the nine, how many would you recommend? Ooh. Well, the thing, I mean, the, the whole point of this thing is that all these movies are the same. They all have the exact same formula. So I use like a series of questions to go through the plot. And it's like, is there a wise old, or like, is there an old man? And does that man turn out to be Santa Claus? Is there a wise child? Like, uh, is there some element of magic? And there always is. Is someone dead? Yes, someone is always dead. So like, movie? they're all good and they're all bad. Yes. Rachel, in a Christmas movie, there are so many dead people. And sometimes they're actual ghosts. Um, <laughs> so I will say that's been my favorite so far was day one of Benjamin's uh, Ghost of Christmas Always on Hallmark. And I just had my first true pan today on day nine of a little Jody Sweeten joint on Lifetime. I unfortunately did not enjoy. Um, but take a look if you're if you're interested in getting in the chaotic Christmas spirit. I love that. I love that. There's so many good things on the ringer. Um, last thing I want to say before we go, I got lost in the group chat this week. And there were and like there comes a point where you hit so many messages and you just have to surrender and give up. And I did. But one of the things I saw is there was a lot of talk about 
I don't want to say compassion, that's a strong word, but for my takes on Jin Shaw. And I thought about this, and this is what I will say. We at this point know Jen is guilty. The women don't, right? So when they're wanting to give her the room, like if my friend, I would like to believe that if my friend was charged with that, I would so badly want to believe that it's not true. If my friend's maintaining their innocence, like my my good friend, I know that's questionable here with this group, I would be like, there's no way something's wrong. Because you just want to believe that you weren't around somebody who would do would do that to people, take advantage of people. So at this point in the season, when they're like, we want to give her the room because they are trying to take her for what she's saying. Even if they might say, well, there could be a chance, they're trying to believe her. So I understand why Jen should have the room at this point. Now, I know that I know that at this point she's pled guilty. But still, as I'm recapping it, I understand why these women want to give Jen the room as she's about to fight for her life because she's maintaining her innocence. Ooh, Rachel, you are really having to hold two truths at once. And I'm not doing it. I got too much going on. I am watching too many movies about ghosts to have that Christmas ghost to have that kind of compassion for Jin Shaw. (laughs) It's not compassion. Just pointing it out. Just pointing it out. Um, Okay, you guys, that is it for us here on Morally Corrupt. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please catch 25 Days of Binge Miss. That, that's right, right? 25 Days of Vision that's right. on TheRinger.com. Also, make sure you catch the recap of Real Housewives of Miami every Tuesday with Chelsea and Zach and everything that The Ringer has to offer because no matter who you are, you can find something that you love on The Ringer, truly. Um, that's it for us. Have a beautiful weekend and we will see you guys next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.